my gosh. Guys, it's Janine the Machine. Oh my Lord. Wow. <laughs> Janine, thank you so much for being here today on tonight's episode of Schmobates. How you doing, girl? I'm doing so good. Thank you for having me back. This was so fun the last time. So happy to be back. Well, you are by far one of my favorite judges to have on here. I know you've done it once before, but that was like a, a format, I feel like a while ago with a very different format yeah. that we had here. So this time around, you're actually going to be participating in the judging process to help determine the winner. Yeah. Yeah. I love so having no power. I love having some power. So. It's a good feeling, you know, yeah. definitely no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> All right, guys, If you thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you're a first time viewer of Schmobase, thanks for checking us out. Really appreciate it. While you're here, please give us a like, subscribe, and leave us a comment. We'd really appreciate that as well. I'm Alex Mack, part of the Cold Action crew, and Schmobase is our uh, Schmodown themed debate show where we argue and battle, you know, all things Schmodown to the death. So we definitely try to have a lot of fun here and say hello to some new people in the chat, Cola Stories. Hello, girl. We have some, you know, some loyal people, some Ben, PLD. I don't know that guy, but whatever. Um, AJ Lancaster, how you doing? Yeah, but it's going to be a fun time. This is for the usual suspects. This is a usual suspects themed you know, debate. And obviously, you know, being part of faction, this must be, you must have some being like, guys, you better do pretty good. You know? Oh, yeah. I am definitely looking for lots of love for my faction and positive vibes because I love all the people in this faction. So, absolutely, it is yes. a family. <laughs> yes, it is family, a faction. At least, a, uh, at least a really great manager creates that kind of environment. Definitely. You know, that kind of safe uh, community. You know, when it comes to uh, putting together, uh, you know, a faction for sure. Okay, guys, let's not waste any more time. We're going to go ahead and invite on our some of our competitors. The first one is a. Uh, one of the most beautiful people of all time, Miss Bethany Curl and General. Yeah. Hey, girl, how's it going? So good. Um, I'm just here to, you know, hang out with you, beautiful ladies, fight with my fiance, but like, you know, in a nice way and show off all my stuffed animals because I'm an adult and I have a lot of stuffed animals with me here today. <laughs> well, I do kind of want to play a game looking at your situation as how many porks are can be in one screen. Oh, mix, yeah. Or like, you know. <laughs> it's, it's a good game to play. Um, Porgs and, and all the baby Yodas, or the child, as what we should call him. <laughs> I've got I've got love in my heart for all cute and cuddly Star Wars creatures. It's almost like you like Star Wars or something. Maybe oh, well, I can tell a little bit. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and bring on our, uh, you know, so bring on our other competitor. Also, your fiance. You know, like you said, and Mr. Mike Deacon. What's Yay. up? My Bucky. Bucky. <laughs> Love it. How's it going, my dude? Oh, it's it's going. I'm here to uh, maintain my perfect record. So we all know I'm the greatest schmobator of all time. And uh, we're going to. I just want to clarify. I just want to reaffirm your, your perfect record of O and O, right? Mm, yeah. When last time you debated Bethany, she won all three questions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All of them. You got a, you got a oh. lot of pressure going into this one. Hmm. Or is there any pressure at all? Oh, 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 
I like Put it. Me on my Very back bold. Foot. I appreciate it. I'm into this. Okay. Well, you guys are both engaged, obviously. So, you know, personal stuff aside, you guys are obviously, you guys have a, I know you're in the process of planning a wedding. So definitely no pressure, no big deal, obviously. So are you guys excited to get some fertile, you know, battles going in there? Of course. Yeah, I think this will help, you know, with the stress of planning a wedding during a pandemic. So, mm -hmm. like, this is our stress release is fighting yeah. tonight. <laughs> Again, in a loving way. Yes. <laughs> well, speaking of a stress release, are you guys uh, having a cocktail or a beer drink? Oh, yeah. Wine, Some vino? Wine. And my lovely, uh, it's hard to see, but it does say, I know, in our engagement date. And he has a glass that says, I love you. Again, it's almost I like like Star Wars. I've never heard of it. What? What is that? What? It's almost like it's from a movie. What? It's like a movie? <laughs> what, about you, Mike? what are you drinking, Mike? Are you drinking some scotch? Or are you drinking some a regular Jack whiskey, Daniel. a bourbon? Daniel, Jack. okay. Okay. You fancy. Is there ice or no? I had a Death Star sphere in it, but it kept melting, so I can't see it. Well, it's a thought that counts for sure. There's so many, there's so many Star Wars. <laughs> it's like, this is actually just low key a Star Wars after show. A <laughs> All right, guys, I know it's been a while since you guys competed on here. So thanks so much for uh, hanging out with us today. I really, really appreciate it. I do want to kind of go reaffirm the format for tonight's debate, uh, usual sucks best scene today. I'm going to go ahead and bring on the rules here in a, in a quick second. So how can I do this? The three questions will be debated tonight between Bethany and Mike, with the winner being determined by the guest co-host, Janine, and our ghost judge. That will be revealed at the end of the episode tonight. If there's a tie between the competitors, the audience vote will uh, serve as a tiebreaker vote. And Jake is our mod tonight, and he'll be supplying the links in the chat. So don't uh, don't you worry, it's coming. But the round format itself, there are like 60 second open statements, followed by 40, sorry, four minutes, not 40, <laughs> four minutes of open debate and 60 second of closing statements as well. The final round is order is determined by the host flipping the action coin. And uh, you must win two out of three rounds to be declared the winner. Each competitor has one 30 second uninterrupted time extension that could also be used at any time. Totally up to you. You can use it at your pleasure or not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also have a little message from our ghost judge as well. She is so here for all the Star Wars references. She's here for it all. <laughs> all right. Okay. So like I said and uh, mentioned earlier before we started uh, recording, we are going to be starting with the first question with uh, Bethany to be starting with our opening statement with for one minute. Girl, are you ready? I was born ready. Of course you were. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pull up the question. Janine, can you please do the honors? All right. Okay. Oh, wait, I'm gonna, actually, sorry, I'm going to take that off that little scroll thing so it's a little bit easier to read for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> question one. What competitor should Sam start recruiting to the faction for next season? Mm. Yes, no pressure, girl. Let's hear your answer starting now. Okay, so there's a few obvious, you know, heavy hitters out there, but let's face it, their managers are probably already trying to do their best to make sure they stay in their faction. Uh, so I thought of a faction that's been going through a little turmoil recently, which is the Finstock Exchange, and I thought of a 
a nice fresh and up and comer who could be used in uh, many different divisions. And that is the one, the only, the barbarian. And I guess I shouldn't say the one and only because he will come with Elvis, obviously, because I think even if he leaves uh, Dagnino, I think he would he would win that in the divorce settlement because him and Elvis are very bonded. Um, so Barbarian is, uh, I think Sam needs to start looking into him, recruiting him. He'd be great in singles. He'd be great in our geekdom. He can go ahead and match him up with someone in teams. He's kind of a triple threat. Um, and I think he definitely has, um, he's a nice kind of, like I said, up and comer, but I think he's definitely already proven himself to be a great competitor and I will yield the rest of my time. <laughs> Full five seconds, you know, you're uh, looking to get rid of. I like that confidence. Uh, you know, Craig the Barbarian, full choice. I yeah. love it. Great points. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, so Mike, you also have one uh, minute on the clock. Are you ready? Of course. Always. Let's hear it starting now. So when you look at the usual suspects this year, there was one particular hole they had. They did not have a specialist in intergeekdom. And when you're looking at the teams right now, it looks like the dungeon has two intergeekdom players and it's highly unlikely after what their point total was this year that they keep both. So if I'm Sam Levine right now, I'm on the phone immediately with Robert Parker, and we're going to get that championship caliber player onto the usual suspects. Robert Parker is going to not necessarily be a triple threat, but you are looking at somebody who is going to be a gigantic threat to win not only the tournament, but the championship and bring much needed gold to the usual suspects. I yield my time. Yielding 10 seconds of time. That's some confidence. <laughs> okay. All right. So these are both really fantastic mm -hmm. picks. Obviously both rookies this season, but you know, one is definitely more uh, playing in multiple leagues, obviously with three leagues and Robert Parker, he's a very hyper-specific, you know, competitor with the IG so far exclusively. Janine, what do you think of the pick so far? Uh, I'm into it. I mean, as a usual suspect, um, I would love to be in a faction with either of these mm -hmm. guys and they definitely bring some really good things to the table. So yeah, really loving mm -hmm. these picks. Yeah, I, I love them as well. If, I, I want a, a question I want uh, to, I want to ask you specifically is what are characteristics that these competitors would have to have to make you as a faction mate be like, oh my gosh, please come over. Let's have a slumber party, you know, mow down the slumber <laughs> party. Let's make this happen. Like what would those characteristics have to be? Um, well, I'm one of the competitors who enjoys studying. So I think, you know, mm -hmm. we could have these study sleepover parties with, you know, all the treats and watching movies and talking all that stuff. So mm -hmm. um, I think definitely people who have a passion for movies and they are not shy from studying and prep. And, you know, I would like a competitor that sees that as an important factor. So, yeah, I definitely think both of these players have that. Studying? What? Like it's yes. hard? <laughs> just trying to squeeze in my legally blonde reference okay i gotta do it at some point <laughs> all right you guys heard it impress her with some of these you know much needed skills to really make her excited for these potential faction mates you guys have four minutes to start debating starting now um, I'm actually really glad that Janine brought up studying because that was going to be one of my other points, which is that I do think that Craig, aka the Barbarian, 
um, is a very good faction mate. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Ben Bateman in the championship match kind of called out everyone in the Finstock exchange, except for the Barbarian, who he said was the only person that was there for him, was the only person that was helping him study. Um, so I do think that's actually one of his strengths. Not only will he be great as a player individually, but I do think he will actually be a very good faction mate and a very good teammate and about getting the usual suspects to be where they you know, belong, which is at the top of the of the rankings. And I also have it on good authority that Elvis is very good at baking. Um, so I think that he would be there for the treat portion of the, the study slumber parties, so to speak. Um, you know, Robert Parker, I love him. If you are in a bar and you need someone to pick up Jake Yacuveta, he's your guy. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know if he has a companion that'll help bring the treats. You know, I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe he likes to bake himself. I'm not really sure. Um, and then as far as, as inner geekdom goes, I, I do think that uh, Robert Parker is a force to be reckoned with. But again, I just think you're getting more bang for your buck out of Barbarian because he can not only help you know, get some much needed points in inner geekdom, but he can also get points in other areas of the league. Well, I have to retort on that. First off, much love to the Barbarian. He is the only person in the Schmodown who properly gave the correct answer to a Mortal Kombat question. Mortal Kombat! So he immediately got points in my book for that one. But when push comes to shove, you're looking for an A+. And Intergeekdom is the place that these usual suspects need the most help. The Barbarian, sure, he can play in all three leagues. But you're looking at a best and A- minus in all three leagues. You want championship gold, you're going to go find the stud. And right now, it is well proven in Intergeekdom, the past two champions have been exclusively in Intergeekdom. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Chance or Mike because both of them are just on another level too. But Chandru and Smets, by focusing individually on inner geekdom, both saw more success than anybody has in a long time. We're more likely to see somebody who's going to focus exclusively on inner geekdom achieve championship success as opposed to somebody who's studying for both leagues finding success in either of them. I do think, though, that the person who just currently won the Inner Geekdom Championship kind of disproves, or not championship, but the tournament, I should say, um, disproves your theory. And it happens to be the person that both of our people lost to in that tournament, which is the one and only Chance Ellison. Um, so I think if he can do it, I definitely think that other competitors like the Barbarian can put all their effort into Inner Geekdom as well as also being able to uh, study for their other divisions and other matches as well. And again, you keep saying that Robert Parker is A plus, A plus, A plus. And again, no yes. offense, everyone has bad matches. I did see it and he was great. <laughs> again, I will give credit where credit is due and I do think that Parker is great, but he was supposed to be the chosen one. He's and missed two he, questions so far. I know, but he, he did get knocked questions. out in the tournament. So if he's as A-plus as you say he is, then he should have won the whole thing. And again, the Elvis makes streets. The suspects don't need the Barbarian because Ethan is the ultimate singles competitor. Unless you're going to put the Barbarian and Ethan together as a team, you've already got the ultimate singles competitor. We could do How, that. However... Parker is bringing something completely different, and he can and will elevate that team to another level that they're not on right now, and the Barbarian cannot do that. 
and time. Ooh, having the last oh. say. Oof, I'm into it. Okay. So, all right. There was quite a few points that were made in these open open debates. But what were some of your big takeaways, Janine? Um, well, you mentioned Mortal Kombat, and I'm there. Like, I love Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so mm. that was a win for me right there. <laughs> um, but I liked the points about diversity of play. Um, mm -hmm. I liked uh, that he, you know, likes to study and, you know, Ben bring up the, the example of Ben bringing that up and talking about how he was a great mm -hmm. faction mate in that way. Um, the baking, the treats, that, that's, that's always <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and yeah, I like that you kind of brought up, Mike, the whole A plus, A minus situation where, you know, Craig might not be the best at all of those categories that he could play in, but you know Parker's gonna be the best in inner geekdom for our faction. So I liked that point for sure. Yes, I, I totally 100% agree, Janine. You know, there is definitely a lot of, you know, pros, you know, to both of these competitors. Obviously, Barbarian is definitely one of the big hot ticket competitors yeah. for the draft next season, obviously. You know, actively competing really successfully in all three leagues and arguably uh, Rookie of the Year for sure. You know, like he is like he, he's very vocal about his study habits and Robert Parker. He is. Uh, he It's in a matter of time before he has a belt. It's, it's, it's just the way it is. I mean, he's Robert Parker. It's a spider. He's so talented. You know, but his big thing is that he is so hyper-focused in one league because, you know, he. it's a matter of time before he gets a belt. It's just a matter of, um, you know, can you know, can you put all that time and effort invested so much uh, into one league, similar to... You know, Kaiser investing a lot of competitors in IG as well. And look how that worked out. So it's a real it's a bit, real big risk for a manager to kind of make that. Now, I, I do ask you now we are going to be going into the closing statements. And I do ask our ghost judge as well if there's anything um, if there's anything uh, that our ghost judge would really love to see answered. You know, let us know. Uh, yeah. In the chat. Oh, that's a great point. Um, but also. Um, I think comes down to really who would Sam as a manager, as a former champion, obviously a retired champion, just correctly, you know, who would Sam manage more efficiently? Okay. So that's something I would love to see you guys really touch on. That's something our ghost judge really, really love to see touched on in the closing statement as well. Now we started with the opening statement with Bethany. So we are going to be closing with you as well. Girl, are you ready with your closing statement? I'm ready. All right, let's hear it, starting now. So uh, as far as who, at the end of the day, it does come down to who Sam will work best with because he is the person recruiting. It is his faction, and I totally understand that. And I do think that my choice is the obvious choice. Uh, Sam did used to play in a couple of the divisions that I think Barbarian can really succeed in. As we've mentioned, he's a rookie. We've seen so many rookies come in hot, you know, slip up a little bit. Bibbs himself was saying how much he sees Barbarian in himself. And, you know, Bibiani did the same thing. He came in, lost his footing a little bit. Then when he got under a good manager, he was able to succeed. And I think that Sam would love helping Barbarian flourish in the singles just because Sam does know that very well. I also think that he would love to help him flourish in all of the other uh, possible divisions that he could play in and in our geekdom in you know, teams and all of that. So I think that I could really see them working well. Again, I can't stress enough how great I think a faction mate he would be. He's there for the studying. He's there. Elvis is there with the treats. 
Um, and again, nothing against Robert Parker. I think he is going to be a phenomenal interview. But again, I think rookies, sometimes they get knocked down a little bit. And I think that the Barbarian is going to be super hungry next year. And Sam would be a fool not to take him. Oh, that's a really solid argument. Absolutely. Um, any, but also, let's be clear, anyone that takes either of these competitors are going to be lucky. lucky. <laughs> let's be honest. Just let's put that out there in the, into uh, the universe. Okay. All right. Very impressive. Absolutely. Wrapping it with a nice little bow on top. Now, Mike, are you ready to really sell us on your closing statement to really sell us on Robert? Of course. All right. You got one minute starting now. So you ask who would Sam work better with? And sure, you could go in either direction. But there is so much in Robert Parker that I see Sam Levine almost looking at himself as an intergeekdom competitor. And with the knowledge that he has with Rachel Cushing behind him, they could just take whatever little fine tuning that Robert needs and they could turn it into something that's just a perfectly oiled machine. My other argument right now is the question says, who should Sam start recruiting? There is no guarantee that the barbarian is not going to get kept by the Finstock Exchange because he's most likely going to keep the founding fathers and he gets one more. I seriously doubt there's anybody else in that faction he uh, goes for instead of the barbarian. Kaiser knows he can only keep one inner geekdom competitor and needs two other competitors. So Parker is going to be the competitor that he can recruit. Time. Oh. You dropped it. Oh my gosh. That was a that was a steamy little factoid that uh you just dropped that on us in yeah. the closing statement. Oh man. Ooh. Okay. All right. Okay. Everyone in the chat. Now I'm going to be, uh, Jake, uh, our dude behind the scenes, he is going to be dropping a link to you guys. Everyone in the chat, let us know your opinions on who should win this argument. I'm also going to be, we're also going to be playing the waiting game between Janine, our lovely coach Janine and our lovely co-host, not sorry, uh, ghost judge, other unseen co-host as well unseen judge <laughs> as well who they think is the winner of this one so yeah overall now mike bethany you got the first one out of the way are you guys feeling a little bit better i'm feeling good i'm a little right. upset that you dropped something in the closing that i couldn't review but other than that i'm feeling good injury <laughs> yeah strategery like i feel like you can't say without being like strategic <laughs> Can I say with like bold? That's the rules. <laughs> okay. Now we're still waiting. Okay. Ooh, okay. All right. So um, we are going to be, you guys, let us know in the, let, let us know through the link who, in your opinions, let us know uh, who you think, you know, Sam should really start low-key recruiting, you know, right now, you know, before the end of the season, should it be the barbarian or should it be the spider himself? Now I did double check the chats and both of our judges are in agreement as far as the winner for this debate. Unfortunately, it is breaking you know, breaking uh, your record, though, you know, Mike, because you won this one. Ding, ding. Good one. <laughs> so it's not technically a perfect record anymore. Are you disappointed? Well, you know, all good things must come to an end. It's true. You know, That's what true. are you going to do? Yes. Uh, yeah. Right at the very end, uh, our ghost judge mentioned that your emphasis at the really end, at the end was very uh, strategic as far as debating, but also your closing statement was really, was the real, really sealed the deal overall. 
Um, and uh, Janine, what about you? So obviously you both were in agreement. So yeah, Bethany had me the whole time. I liked the idea of mm -hmm. diverse player. Um, the fact that Craig is a huge studier, so he could really get good at inner geekdom, especially with, you know, mm -hmm. Rachel there to help, um, which I wish you would have mentioned more of that. I like that he mentioned, you know, Rachel being, you know, able to kind of uh, help with that kind of inner geekdom stuff. Um, so that would have been a great point to make that, you know, to kind of combat his point about IG that Craig could have gotten just as good at IG with, you know, someone like Rachel um, who helps out with the suspects. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely right at the end there, I think it is smart to think about who you could potentially recruit, who your easiest shot at getting. And I do think you have a better shot at getting Robert Parker, not just because, you know, the dungeon sees they already have two inner geeks and players and you know, Kaiser is not getting mm -hmm. rid of Kevin. Um, that Robert could be up for grabs and it would be an easier get. So that point was what sold me mm -hmm. on Mike getting the win. But Bethany, you were amazing. I was with you that whole time. So I, <laughs> I never like to make treats now. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we'll be waiting treats in the meantime through the mail. Let's be honest. All right. And uh, I am very surprised to say I was actually on Mike's side for this. You know, I, I don't like to be on Mike's side for anything because, because <laughs> everyone marketing. But, um, I don't want to admit it. Okay. It's never going to happen again. Whatever. Um, but I do want to point out something that our ghost judge mentioned, you know, you know, she, uh, sorry, they made a lot of really great points, you know, on both sides, you know, the faction needs a, an A plus IG competitor more than an A minus competitor that's playing in multiple divisions, divisions not leagues <laughs> and has given uh, and has given that strength already parker would also elevate elevate help elevate other competitors ig competitors such as janine so just putting that out there truth truth all right so we're going to be going into our second question here in just a second obviously we started last time with bethany that means this time we're going to be starting with mike are you ready my dude always of course you were. Okay, you do have 60 seconds on the clock to let us know your pick. And the machine, will you please kindly do the honors of reading our second question? All right. Question two. After Ethan Irwin, who should be the second pick for Sam's core trio of retained players? Mm-hmm. As we know, there can only be three. Yes. So it's going to get feisty. Feisty. <laughs> All right, Mike, you got one minute starting now. This is low hanging fruit for me. And obviously we all enjoy some champs lunch and it's gotta be Andrew guy. You've got seriously the most charismatic and entertaining competitor. And there are other people who are entertaining and charismatic, but they are not nearly as good at the trivia aspect as Andrew guy. One of the most important things you can have is somebody who makes Christian want to keep booking them. And regardless of wins and losses or championship belts, Andrew Guy is a headliner. The Houston event this year was not supposed to be a championship match for the main event. It was supposed to be an Andrew Guy headlined event. Andrew Guy is going to continue to keep the usual suspects in matches and he also has the ability, especially in Ten teams, seconds. to be in that upper echelon of players. I yield my time. Yield in the last five seconds. Oh, great. Uh, you're not kidding. A headlining competitor for sure. He doesn't play very often, but when he does, it's a big deal. Yes. Okay. All right. And Bethany, you also have one minute on the clock. Are you ready? 
Yes. All right, one minute starting now. So I was stuck between a few people because there are a lot of good options. Um, obviously, it's going to hurt my heart to have to fight against uh, my boy, Andrew Guy. So thanks, Mike. Um, also, obviously, there's a beautiful lady on screen who uh, should is the actual correct answer is Janine. And both of us are wrong because we didn't pick the correct person. Um, but I will I will tell you who my person is. Uh, in my humble opinion, has the best hair in all of this showdown. Um, a fellow Baby Yoda lover, and that is the one and only Molly Damon. Um, why Molly Damon, you might ask? Well, uh, kind of goes back to our last question with Sam does need some people in some different divisions. Uh, he needs strength in different divisions. And Star Wars is a division that's tricky. There's a lot of heavy hitters, but there's also a lot of people that it takes quite a while to heat up in the Star Wars division. Thank and I think a lot of these other coaches are going to try to keep their heavy hitters, and Sam would be smart to keep his. All right. Oh, an insane competitor, a competitor that's very close to my heart, obviously, you know, our Lord and Savior, Andrew Guy. Uh, but that and also one of the arguably one of the best up and coming Star Wars competitors as well. Oh, yes. All mm. right. And you're not kidding. Definitely some of the best hair in Shmodan. Absolutely. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. not arguable. That's just a fact. Got some, got some great hair. Uh, us gingers have to stick together. So have to get her some love. Well, I, so shout out. I, I definitely respect that. Absolutely. All right. Well, one of them so, is Janine. Uh, I do want to know from you, not only what are some of your thoughts about these picks, but uh, like, honestly, going like looking at these as if you were like an, as an, in a kind of management role, like helping, you know, picking people for the roster. What do you think about this? Um, well, I appreciate you guys not picking me to, you know, sway the judge. So I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, even though the answer is me, of course. Obviously. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think these are both smart picks. Uh, Star Wars, like you said, is a tricky division. So I think it is important to kind of hang on to that type of person. But then you also want a star who's going to get you matches, who's going to uh, draw attention to your faction. Uh, so yeah, these are some interesting picks. I like it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And risky, a very risky pick, <laughs> yeah. very risky picks. Now, let's be honest. I, I am ex I'm very eager to see them explain the, these two in particular because obviously we love both these competitors. Yes. But Andrew Guy, he's played like two matches this entire season. And same with uh, Molly. And, you know, and she only played, obviously, in the Star Wars division. And uh, so far, I mean, like I said, so that's so far with Andrew. He is going to be in the team's tournament, obviously. But, uh, yeah, we haven't really seen all that much of them this season. So, yeah, we definitely want to see more of them for sure, uh, you know, uh, in the future. Okay. Well, you guys do have four minutes of open debate. Are you guys ready? So ready. Always ready. Let's do it. Four minutes starting now. Okay, so first and foremost, again, it pains me to say anything negative to Andrew Guy, but Andrew Guy will be the first person to admit that he does not like playing in the digital format. And if the match against Ben Bateman is any indication, he's not the best at playing in this digital format. He hates the digital wheel. It always screws him. He's been going on and on about the, sh the Shmominati. Um, so it's not his best time is to play in this. And let's face it, we don't know when we're going to be able to go back to in-studio matches and live matches. And you want to know where Andrew Guy thrives? Live matches. Do you want to know where Molly Damon thrives? 
in situations like this. <laughs> um, I think that she, uh, I mean, I think she can thrive in any situation, but of the two competitors that we're talking about here and in the particular landscape that we are in right now, I think Molly Damon is the stronger competitor to go with because she plays better in this kind of condition. I do think she will be able to play in studio. I think that, you know, she has played in a live setting before. She did it at the, the one uh, Fatal Five way as our celebration last year. Um, but I think that she's comfortable in this. She's not worried about digital wheels like uh, like Andrew Guy is. Um, and the other thing I was uh, talking about with the, the Star Wars being tricky, it's tricky. It is a hard division. And like I said, there are big, big, big stars. You have a few big, big, big stars. And then everyone else tends to fall to the wayside. So the big, big, big stars... That's, All of their managers are going to want to keep, you know, a hold of. There's no way Winston is getting rid of Ace Cabrera. There's no way that Roxy is going to get rid of Alex Damon with his sexy number picking. I mean, mind you, everyone picks six sexy numbers, according to her. But I'm sure he picks the sexiest. Um, so there's no way that basically that those people are going to give up those. And then you start getting to slim pickings if you don't have your Laura Kellys, if you don't have your Demolantes. But well, someone like that? Yeah. Damon, he already has. So it would be so smart for him to hold on to her because you want a, a heavy hitter in Star Wars. Okay, so let's also look at it from this perspective. So I, I'm pretty certain Laura Kelly and Ace are definitely most likely going to be kept. Demolant is a long shot, but if anyone else is going to be kept, and of course Alex is going to get kept, and Alex is now a dual threat, so obviously Alex should be kept. Then you've got the pool of the remaining players, and there's going to be about three or four of them that are really worthwhile. You also have to keep in mind right now, though, that Sam does not have a first-round pick in next year's draft. He gave that up in the trade for Ethan. So you're really telling me that you're going to use a uh, pick on Molly Damon right now. And I love Molly Damon, but you're going to use a pick when you don't have a first round pick to get one of your core players on somebody in Star Wars. So then all yes. of a sudden you're, you're looking as your, your best all around player for singles and teams now is going to be somebody who's a second tier of the singles and uh, teams competitors. Whereas there's a fairly decent chance you could still get Molly Damon in that second round. However, there is not a chance in hell that Andrew Guy, if he is in the pool of drafted competitors, is going to go 10 picks. I 100%, I mean, I agree that Andrew Guy is going to go early, but I do not think that you're going to get Molly Damon at that late in the game. Just because, like I said, the, the area of elite Star Wars players is very, very small. Very, very small. The area of elite overall schmodown singles competitors, team competitors, there is just statistically, there are more of them. So if you don't get Andrew Guy, yeah, that sucks, but there's someone right there. Like you should know fantasy football, sir, that running backs, you want to get quick because there are not as many of them. Wide receivers, you have way more depth. Andrew Guy <laughs> is a wide receiver. There's way more depth there. I'll I mean, like there's way more options besides just him again i love you and time man we're put we're put, there's some punches in here regarding uh some fantasy football you know <laughs> you know star wars bringing up the you know just a quick reminder about the first round pick in the draft as a trade for ethan Irwin. bringing out the facts mike i'm impressed yeah, wham yeah. bam all right, uh, Janine, what do you think of these arguments so far? Oh, these are tough. Cause yeah, these are definitely some interesting picks. 
Um, mm. Great points. Um, I think I'm kind of already leaning in one direction. Uh, but yeah, I think you guys are doing a great job. Uh, you're, you're messing with my head. I, I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I do think our ghost judge also has some cool questions as well. She did put them in the private chat up here, but she says, you know, who has the potential to bring in more points next season? Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Sam, as a manager, you know, unfortunately, let's face it, you know, not exactly in the top two or three factions this season, but in spite by having some really top tier competitors for sure. So, yeah, I think about it as like as a faction as a whole, you know, who can bring in more points, but also just want a quick reminder that, guys, you have 30 seconds of extra time if you feel the need to use it of uninterrupted time. Just want to point that out there. By the both of you guys have, you can use it or not use it. And uh, I, I was going to mention a little bit later, but now seems just as important to use it more than any. So I uh, just want to point that out there. But yeah, our ghost judge, uh, you really uh, got to impress them. They are really, really on the fence here for sure. Okay, we do have our closing statement uh, here in a split second. But Janine, this is our second question. This is our second question today. What do what is like the key thing, the key point they really got to sell you on to guarantee your vote for this question? Uh, I want to hear what the potential is. Do you think they can do for the faction next season? What are they going to bring that the other one's not? What are they going to give us that we're not going to get from the other yes. player? Absolutely. Who's going who's gonna to do more for us in the long run? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Got to think about those investings, investing in those competitors. Let's hear it. Uh, Mike, you have one minute on the clock to really sell us on Andrew Guy starting now. So it comes down to a couple of simple facts. First off, we don't know when everything is going to return to in-studio. When things do return to in-studio, the just based on availability and location, Andrew Guy is going to be way more easy to get in there than Molly Damon is. Molly Damon only competing in Star Wars is going to very much depend on how heavy that division goes next year. We don't know if it's just going to be a tournament or if he's going to throw in matches here and there. That's to be determined. We do know for a fact that singles and teams are both going to be very much a real thing next year. And right now, Guy is going into a tournament where he's one of the favorites with Ethan to advance in the team's tournament, he potentially could even be going into next season with a belt, which is something we cannot say about Molly. Uh, Molly definitely has a chance as a Star Wars competitor. There's no doubt about that. And I'm going to add my extra 30 seconds. And Oh, snap. All right. So, uh, <laughs> Molly is really, she's a, a one-dimensional player. I don't mean that in a bad way. Um, if she takes a, a step from Alex, potentially she could be in that ace tier, but right now she's only going to be competing probably, even if she wins a tournament, a grand total of four or five times. The possibilities for Andrew are so much higher. If there's live events and in-studio events, we're going to see him so many more times, and that point total for that team, which is why you want to keep him as opposed to Molly, is because you have so much more potential. His ceiling is so much higher than hers. Ten seconds. So that is exactly why you want Andrew Guy. He's the entertainer. He brings the most YouTube views. He's definitely the one that you need to keep in this circumstance. And time. Ooh. Ooh. 
that was a spicy closing statement if i do say so all right all right uh bethany can i go yes. ahead and just say now that i would like my extra 30 seconds so that way i don't have to make okay you that. want you want a, you want a solid minute and a yeah. half i respect okay. that okay so doing a minute and a half closing i, I respect I'm that i respect it. that okay you guys you have a minute and a half for your closing statement i'm also gonna whip that sucker up here and uh yeah you gotta really sell it to us you got one and uh you got 90 seconds starting now all right, so you want to talk about what Molly Damon can do to your faction. She can absolutely change the tides, swing it into the favor of the usual suspects completely, just dominating next year. Um, I have two words for you, Ace Cabrera. Basically, she could be that for the usual suspects next year. Winston was down and out, right? And then all of a sudden, Ace Cabrera comes in. He nails that Star Wars tournament. That could be her next year. This year, she lost to Demolanta, a man who went literally to the finals of that tournament and lost to Ace. I think next year, just like I said with Barbarian in the last round, next year she's coming in hungry and she's going to dominate that tournament. I know what you're thinking. It's one division. Andrew Guy plays in a lot. He's super entertaining. He draws in views. Um, well, she's on a little thing called Star Wars Explained, and I don't know if you've looked at their YouTube account lately, but it's massive. I don't know if you were at the Atlanta event, but they had their own personal meet and greet, Alex and Molly did. So I think she can bring in some views as well. And she's also highly entertaining. And again, great hair. And I, I know you're like, oh, it's just Star Wars. But again, Andrew Guy, love him to death. I think he's a great competitor, but there are other Andrew Guys. I mean, there aren't in the fact that he's super entertaining and also great, but there are other entertaining players and other really, really good players that can play in singles, that can play in teams. But like I said, in Star Wars, there are only a few elite players right now. And yes, we're bringing in new ones all the time, but it takes a while to get your footing in. Again, let's talk about Ace Cabrera. He didn't come in amazing automatically. He had a little stumble back in the day, came in with Winston and knocked out of the park. I think that if Molly keeps working with Sam, next year they could do that true success story. And she could take that Star Wars tournament, get lots of points for the faction, turn the tides for the usual suspects, and then bam, they're on the, the top of the podium. Man, you're making me emotional by Molly Damon in a way I never thought I would. Like, She's man, I'm just emotional. like reminded, I was like, I was just like, I just really want people to succeed so bad, <laughs> you know, they, these people work so hard. They deserve it. And, yes. you know, I, I want to see them, you know, you know, com just compete more in general, obviously. So anyway, okay. All right. Those were some really, really fantastic arguments. Now that was our second question. We, before we go into our third and final question, uh, we are going to be waiting for both of our judges to really let us know who they think won this debate. It is uh, the lovely, beautiful, and incredibly, obviously I would never be biased towards her. Miss Bethany curled choosing Molly Damon, the star Wars division competitor, or is it Andrew guy, a singles slash teams competitor? So, so, yeah, it's really, uh, it's definitely a risky move. I, I think, honestly, with uh, both, I love both options, but it's definitely risky overall. Now, um, now we are going to be, like I said, uh, over to the chat. You guys can vote right now. Let us know your opinions. Who do you think that Sam should or would go with? Is it going to be, would he choose his Star Wars competitor, Molly Damon, obviously, who is, I think, who is a rookie this year as well, sitting at one and one? Or is it Andrew Guy? And I don't even know what his singles and teams, you know, 
situation is honestly like i don't know what his numbers is that's why we got mix that's why we got mix um yeah some people from the chat are always real quick to say you know jen kemp can't forget about her obviously and you know janine because you know she's uh, always og <laughs> yeah. You know, Ben says, if I were saying, I keep Janine, Molly, and Ethan. Mm -hmm. I agree, Ben. 100% mm -hmm. on all of this. Yeah. <laughs> Asking the really important question, though, is William Harold himself, though, but can Andrew play football? We've heard mm -hmm. he can. He said he played in high school. There you go. <laughs> well, if you played in high school, you know. <laughs> Okay, well, I am going to be uh, just uh, pulling a, yeah, this is a very tough pick for both of our competitors, you know, um, you know, they're, you know, both of our judges are still kind of going a little bit of back and forth between the two. So guys over in the chat, that's why it's so important for moments like this to let us know your opinion of who you think, uh, who had a better argument, you know, please let us know in that little link that Jake set up and uh, so we can get it going here pretty soon. Now, Hello, Garrett Lee. Hello, new person. Welcome and thanks for coming in and hanging out. I really appreciate it. Yes. Um, like, I want to know, Janine, yeah. I want to know from you. I'm sad you're not in the team's tournament. You know, I got to say. Are you like, are you going in? Okay, so are you like, you obviously came off of a huge win, you know, really awesome win against Warfather, and you wiped the floor with that second round. It was, I can't remember if it was, it was Audrey Hepburn, was it? It was. Mm -hmm. It was Audrey Hepburn, of course, yes. with Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> okay, so are you going into, are you watching your faction mates go into the sec, going into the team's tournament with uh, being like, man, like I want, I, I really wanted to get in here or uh, like, what was your mindset kind of uh, when you, when you were kind of uh, told about this team's tournament as a, comp as a faction um, made as Well, a when we got Ethan, when we got Ethan, I was really excited. The potential of, you know, Time of Machine reuniting. Yeah. I think, you know, we didn't get the chance to really spread our wings as a team, but we played amazing together. Um, our chemistry was great and I had so much fun. Like Ethan was, Mm -hmm. always there like he totally chilled me out like you know I'd be a little yeah. bit you know in my head about things but Ethan totally chilled me out so that potential was always really exciting for me um but you know ultimately I left it up to Sam and I support his decision wholeheartedly um I think you know Guy is a proven amazing teams player I don't think he gets enough credit for that um you know he is kind of up and down when it comes to singles but teams he's usually pretty solid um that's where mm -hmm. he shines the most I think in gameplay uh and Ethan's always amazing so uh definitely supporting my team 100% would I have loved Time Machine to reunite of course um oh. and I had been saying all season that you know I wanted to focus more on teams um and yeah. give singles a break so I was excited to potentially play in teams this season but I love my faction mates i love these guys i love sam and he knows what he's doing so definitely 100 percent, you know cheering on my boys so absolutely we have to also i'm also like worried for our lord and savior andrew guy you know i'm like is he really yeah. okay can i like yeah. can i send him some flowers or yeah like uh, a little bit like, 
I, I'll, a journal? I'll up if you need me, I'll, I'll stick up Yeah, but like, if you ever want to just chill and like yeah. watch a movie or watch Titanic and cry it out or something. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Okay, guys, it's important now more than ever to let us know your opinion. Uh, so, you know, definitely get voting. Just want to give you a heads up. We are going to be diving into our third and final question here pretty soon. And then after our third and final question as well, you know, we are going to find out the winner of tonight's usual suspects theme debate. Okay, guys, we're going to go into our third and final one. And like I said earlier, we are going to be using this magic little action coin to determine who's going to go first. Okay, so as uh, we chat before recording, this is a wonderful little action, team oh. action, Patreon little coin here. And so on one side it has AMA, uh, fifth, uh, fifth year anniversary, and boom, look at this. Like, it's a nice little hefty coin here. And uh, so I believe Mike said earlier before we started recording that you choose the boom side. Bethany chose the fifth AMA. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Right. Go flip. And it is the boom side. So, Mike, we need to know from you, do you want to go first or defer to your lovely wife? I am gonna sorry, fiance. I'm deferring. Soon enough. Deferring. Deferring. I, every time every time I hear someone say so defer, I naturally think have it for a split second. I think of um of that scene from Pitch Perfect with defer, defer. No, no one. <laughs> and I, I was with you. I was with you there. Yes. It took me a minute. <laughs> That's why you're my favorite, Beth, and I appreciate you. Okay. We are going to be going to our third and final question. And please, Janine, will you please do us the honor in reading the third and final question? All right. Last question, guys. A crime has been committed at the usual suspect's headquarters. Who is the culprit? I had fun with this. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I had fun, guys. Okay. I had fun. It's almost like it's from based on a movie or something. Crazy. Oh my gosh. Lots of crime. Okay. So we are going to go into our third and final one. So, Bethany, are you ready for your last opening statement? Yeah. Okay. Your woman on the clock starting now. So, you know, the faction is called the usual suspects. And you want to know who names factions the manager of that faction. And I don't think that you can name your faction the usual suspects and not automatically become the suspect. Hence why, obviously, this crime would have been committed by Sam Levine. And I know what you're thinking. Why would he, you know, why would he go ahead and uh, basically do a crime against his, his own faction, his own headquarters or whatever. Well, obviously, because he's the usual suspect. Um, Cause you know, he, he would want you to think, yeah, I'm, I'm the, the head honcho of this. I wouldn't want anything to, to come astray to them. Um, but then, you know, he does, he does have some wheeling and dealing. Uh, he has, you know, a certain someone, uh, a crusher who might be behind the scenes. You know, she seems sweet and innocent. But she's she might be pulling some strings and helping him get away with some some crimes. Mm. And time, well, one and time. All right, okay. So, <laughs> sounds like you're insinuating a combination of culprits, potential yeah, culprits, you know. as in plural. Is oh, that correct? Culprits, yeah. There's culprits. you know behind mm -hmm. every every man is a great woman. That's all I'm saying. Mm. <laughs> that is uh, the truthiest truth I've ever heard. 
That's very true. Yeah. All right. Now, Mike, you also had to sell us on who this culprit is. You got 60 sounds to tell us who it is starting now. So when we're looking at the usual suspects, sometimes it's not the most obvious choice. And sometimes it's somebody who appears to be very aloof and indifferent about things and perhaps only caring about their paycheck. It also is probably somebody who's been scorned in the past, perhaps traded to another uh, team and then forced to manage said team when all he really wanted to do was retire and announce. So the most likely culprit, of course, has to be Ken Knapsack. He is one of the smartest people in this showdown right now. He wants you to think, hey, I don't care about anything except for collecting my paycheck, maybe watching Young Guns Part 2 for the 800th time today. And right now, it's just, yeah, you, you don't think it's me, but it is me because I really am smarter than everybody here. So Sam Levine thinks he got away with trading me. Well, I'm going to get back at him. Oh, oh, man. Oh, 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 Janine, a crime has been committed. Who is the culprit? You're interviewing. You're sitting down with people. You are set. You are the Sherlock Holmes into a potential, uh, you know, Moriarty kind of situation yes. over at the headquarters. You're interviewing people. And what do you think of these uh, potential suspect list? I mean, do I see Sam and Rachel as like a Bonnie and Clyde? <laughs> interesting. It's interesting to think about. Um, Ken, does he have some motive? perhaps. Uh, so yeah, very, very interesting choices. I mean, sometimes, you know, your criminal hides in plain sight and that's kind of a smart tactic. So uh, the Sam choice is very interesting, but yeah, then, you know, you do have a disgruntled ex member that is also a very smart choice as well. So I'm into it. Mm -hmm. I'd be excited for both of these. Hey, I'm excited for them to commit a crime, but I'm curious about the, the motivations behind these potential criminals. Yeah. Like what is like what is their goal? What is their reason to be there? Um, but also why, I mean, like overall, I mean, like if you're gonna commit a crime knowing that there's a lot of consequences, you've gotta there's gotta be a, a lot to do. I mean, there you gotta be uh yeah, there's got to be a, quite a reasoning for sure. So I'm excited to hear you guys like dive into that in much more depth. And, uh, you know, our ghost judge has called both of your picks quite genius. And uh, they're not going to, and no one is, um, they're really kind of curious to see you uh, paint these beloved people in this potential light. No pressure, no pressure. You guys got four minutes starting now. I, well, I, I agree that I think Ken Knapsack has some motive. You know, he was traded away. He did just want to retire to the announcing life. But that's the fact that you're saying that this is an act that he's not motivated, I think is untrue because he has stated he, he didn't want to be brought back into this. He didn't want to compete. He didn't whatever. So if he doesn't have the motivation to compete in a match, do you think he has the motivation to compete you know, in a crime to to actually care enough to want to commit a crime or do anything to scorn the people that traded him away. If anything, he's probably happy that, you know, he did get traded away and then that ended up leading to him in more of a managerial role because that means 
next season he won't have to compete and you know so on and so forth so i just think i get you i get you on motive if it was anyone besides ken who again i just don't think has the motivation um as far as the crime i think the crime is to go ahead and get the usual suspects basically to uh to lose this season um this is the you know again sam he's trying to act like he is he's trying to help his faction and he wants everyone to to win and to do well but i think really he wants to be the savior at the end of the day so his his whole thing is he's you know he's went ahead and committed a crime at hq because he's secretly uh wants to basically actually hurt his faction so in that way next year he's like you know what i just i wasn't caught out for for managing after all i, I thought i was um, and then all of a sudden he ends up just sneaking back in there as a, as a competitor because, you know, that's what he really wants to do. He's missed it. Um, so I think that's that's kind of his his slimy, sneaky way. And again, this is the man who can, like, talk a judge out of anything. Have you heard that man challenge things? It is like <laughs> chef's kiss. Like, it could be the silliest thing. And he works his way. So if he can do that against, like, Christian Harloff in a, a simple challenge in a Schmodown match, he could get away with anything. And again, we're not ruling out the Bonnie and Clyde here with Rachel in the back. Again, she seems sweet. She seems unsuspecting. She's quiet. But they always say it's the quiet ones you got to watch out for. So I think that she's wheeling and dealing. They're trying to get the whole thing go up in flames. And then that way he's like, oh, yeah, no, I guess managing wasn't for me. Boom, 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 boom. Comes back in as the savior next year and is See, like going for belts. That's way too grand of a scheme right there. It's way he's too a grand. He's a grand man. See, the more perfect crime for this scenario, a more likely crime would be, you know, somebody has a key or the combination lock and just walks in, eating a ham sandwich, just moseying around and setting all the clocks back five minutes, maybe 10 <laughs> minutes, you know? That's, now, that's your crime. Well, what's going to happen? Even that is too usual, much effort for Ken. <laughs> the usual suspects suddenly will start missing their appointments. And oh, what's going to happen? Look at this. Brandon Hanna just won a match by forfeit. Because what happened? Jen Kemp was met late for the that match. Is, oh. That is way too much forethought for Ken Natsak. He can oh. barely show up himself on time to manage his matches. And you think he's trying to hurt another faction? So now, he's a mastermind. You forget how smart Ken Natsak actually is. So he's I, I don't disagree that he's a smart man, but he, I don't think he has the motivation. I'm sorry. So he's, he's just not that good, a, you know, of, a, of an actor, I think. He is a, he's a the man alive in the showdown right now. He might even just, like, you know, move the rugs a little bit. So when they're trying to open the doors, all of a sudden, oh, the door jams. Oh, I like to think And Ken's like, yeah. Yes. No. You know, he's no, well, oh my gosh. When everybody can show up on time, it's gonna be a really long time for the usual suspects. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I was taking notes and I got lost track of time. I apologize. That was my bad. I did not give you a countdown, but oh my gosh. <laughs> You always knock it out of the park on the, the round three questions, Alex, by the way. I always have the most fun with these. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Like you broke her. I, I just kept thinking, I'm like, I'm hearing this, like, you know, Ken being like, he is like, he's definitely suspicious. He's walking around smooth talker and everything. He's hyper competitive, like low key hyper competitive. But same time, like the crime that Mike described, he's like low key just moving around the rug. I just kept thinking that is like, honestly, some serious vicious shit. <laughs> This is what goes on in his mind. So I can think of these things. Uh, I got to be honest. That just sounds like a fun time. I, I kind of want to do that now a little it's, bit. It's, so. it's a good time. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right. Overall, uh, we uh, over to the chat. Um, and thank you so much for describing these, you know, potential crimes and everything. You know, both are both are judges. Not only Janine, obviously, but our ghost judge is. Oh my gosh, he is. Uh, sorry, they are cracking an egg, loving these crimes. And they want to know specifically is you know, both of you guys have really made some really great points overall, but they they want to know a little bit more about. Uh, Ghost just kind of mentioned that they want to know a little bit more about the motivation itself. Like, what is the end goal? for someone like Ken or Sam and Rachel potentially like what is the long-term goal for them doing this as well so I didn't really I, I didn't like really, I heard a little bit a lot of descriptions of the crime itself but like long term why why would someone like Ken risk it all to walk around eating a sandwich and set it back the time for a few minutes like I want to know the reason why that would be so bad for the faction how would that really hurt him in the long run but also Sam and Rachel like I, I like you know you kind of mentioned how you know they're you know they're this Bonnie and Clyde kind of situation but what like what is their crime. end goal with this yeah. potential crime yeah uh, Janine, what 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 are your thoughts? What are your thoughts, girl? Yeah, basically, what motivated this turn, uh, particularly mm -hmm. with uh, Sam and Rachel? What changed for them that they kind of wanted, like you said, risk it all to, um, you know, have this kind of savior end game? Like, so I definitely want to hear that. I do mm -hmm. kind of want to hear more about like legit crimes <laughs> Ken would commit because those things are more annoying than just mm -hmm. actual crimes. Yeah, like that's, that's not a crime. <laughs> so like, yes, I could see Ken doing those things, but uh, I want to hear a little more like sinisterness from Ken mm -hmm. as a, as a, uh, as a, uh, you know, as a criminal. So I want to hear that. Mm -hmm. There is that potential. I remember that Star yeah. Wars promo from months ago. I do. Mm -hmm. Yes. Remember that with the it. mask? Oh my gosh. It was so, yeah. oh my gosh, that was yeah. so good. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah, so we definitely want to hear more about the crimes. Also, uh, something I would actually love to hear from you is, well, our ghost judge in particular would love to know about uh, the not only exploration of the crime itself, but I would love to know, it's like Sam and Rachel are obviously, they're, these are really awesome people. They're people <laughs> we know and love. And they're what a, what a beautiful couple they are, obviously. I can't picture them as criminals, you know, obviously. So there's gotta be something like, what, yeah, what's turning them? What yeah. did turn them? Or were they always bad, low key? And we just didn't know it yet? Or like, 
what is the yeah what is what the sinister motivation behind this potential huge heel turn mm. we've never seen rachel or sam go heel so yes. let's see it all right girl you have one minute on the clock to really sell us on um sam and rachel really pulling it together as a as a few corp culprit team per se you have one minute on the clock are you ready i'm ready starting now so as we all know sam levine is a big big fan of the schmodown so big in fact that he once used to be a star and then he decided to take a step back wanted to go in more of a managerial role and i think honestly his intentions were good uh, then again, we have Rachel, a massive star in the league. She goes ahead and also retires because, you know, it all just became to be too much. But I think once you're, you kind of start creeping back in it, Rachel on backstage, Sam managing, and, you know, it's kind of like those dance moms that like live vicariously through their children. And then suddenly like they want to be the star. They're like on the side doing the dance. They're like, shake it, Trisha. And I think Sam Levine is a little bit of a dance mom. And I think he just misses it and he wants to get back in there. And so it's little things like, you know, oh, Rachel's going to help you study for inner geekdom, Janine. And then maybe Rachel doesn't help you study as much as you thought that she did. Um, so, you know, just these little, little crimes here and there. And then before you know it, Bonnie and Clyde are back at it with belts for themselves. And again, I just don't think that Ken is that motivated to do that, even if it is just moving a rug, that's too much effort for him. And time. Oh, I want this really bad. <laughs> like I don't, I like I, I don't want it because I'm like it would hurt my soul. It's like some of my favorite competitors, but oh my gosh, that would be a character twist. <laughs> I love it. Bethany, go be a you know care like a story writer for sure. Wow. Make that happen, girl. Go make that happen. You're down there. Yeah. Virtual. Everything's also, virtual. they're lovely people, and I don't think they would ever. <laughs> they are, like, they boy, are. would it be juicy? <laughs> but also, yes, uh, Jake says Sam is a dance. <laughs> <laughs> dance let's, get, let's just let's just get that on a shirt, guys. Let's just get on a shirt. Um, all right, Mike. No pressure, but you really got to sell us on not wanting that. <laughs> Overall, <laughs> you also have one minute on the clock. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> Starting now. Look, this is literally a Bugs Bunny and uh, uh, Yosemite Sam situation right here. Knapsack's whole motivation is to see Sam flip out. And we all know that Sam is prone to flip out at the slightest little thing, you know, missing a word the in the title of something. You know, he might just go in there and unplug his refrigerator and, oh, well, oh boy, the milk is spoiled now. Oh, what's happening now? We got all of his Chicago Cubs merchandise. Well, it's been replaced by New York Mets merchandise. And that's the right team, of course, when you're Ken Knapsack. You got Daryl Strawberry hitting the Budweiser sign in 1986. That's the way things are going to go when you're doing a Ken Knapsack type crime. He might change the locks, might change the combination. He might just drink the milk and leave it on the floor. Just watching Sam Levine get upset, agitated, and flustered is a reward all in itself. Mm. So it sounds like a little bit of psychological warfare. For Ken's yeah. part, mm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Let's, yeah, it, there's a lot of psychological warfare for her when it comes to managers. That's for dang sure. Okay. Janine, have you ever issued a little bit of psychological warfare as a competitor? 
No, I'm not that type of competitor. I just kind of go out there and focus on me. If you focus too much on the other people, then yeah, that's, mm. that's where problems arise, I think. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> like some people, like some people are like, there's just like really horrible, you know, competitors yeah. out there that are just like, uh, uh, Hannah, um, that just do it for no reason. I just don't understand. Or Ben Bateman. I don't, I don't know oh, what Ben yeah. Bateman is doing right now. Like, yo, like that dude, he needs to calm down and take a breath. Okay. He All takes right. enough breaths, long, long pauses and breaths before he answers a question that he knows. Yeah, those are those are fun mind games he likes to play. Mm, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it, Ben. All right. Uh, Jake has already put in the chat the link. So, guys, you guys got to let us know who you guys think really won this match. Is it Ken Napsok running around the headquarters, you know, moving around the rugs, switching out the times, you know, letting the milk spoil to really mess with Sam Levine, you know, and, uh, you know, Rachel's potential advisor? Or alternatively, is it the other way around? Or is it Rachel and Sam sabotaging their own, you know, faction or in order to walk around uh, at the end of this season being like hey we actually want to be competitors again and be dance moms <laughs> man that visual oh i just picture like mean girls you're doing great sweetie <laughs> right away i just like it was, so, it was clear as day clear as day though the, like, the blonde hair and everything it really helped like juicy <laughs> couture tracksuit oh know. Rachel, if you're at. out there, is, <laughs> Rachel, if you're out there, can you make that your Halloween costume? <laughs> okay, so all right, guys, we are this actually completes our debates today. So in the meantime, I'm gonna be uh, we are still waiting in the process to pull in all the votes. We're gonna be rating it is uh, we're clocking in at just an hour and about almost 10 minutes right now for tonight's episode so far, and we're gonna be waiting a good five minutes for you guys to go vote make your opinions known and then we're going to announce the winners so and also reveal who's tonight's you know um ghost judge who's that's going to be revealed yeah all right so real quickly if you have any questions comments if you have answers and you're like bethany mike psh, your answer sucked my answers are better you know let us know in a super chat or stream yard whatever it may be pfft. But I don't know if you can get much better answer than dancing mom Sam Levine. <laughs> so good luck. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, who would who would have you picked, Janine? Oh, like um, um, here probably Jeff Snyder, <laughs> just Jeff because Snyder. he just he just always seems nefarious at everything, and he is all about mind games, and he definitely looks like a criminal. So. Mm. Yes. What do you think his crime would be? Hmm. <laughs> right? And he's gonna get like low-key, like he'll probably steal all our cosplay costumes, he'll probably steal all my entrance costumes because you know what he comes out wearing sometimes. Um, so yeah, I, I think he would uh want to win entrance of the year, so he would steal all our costumes. That's now that, no, that <laughs> really would be some actual motivation. I know there's there's some competitors that I am amazed haven't won like entrance of the year like y yourself. 
you know, machine, obviously, uh, you know, you have some pretty, really fantastic entrance uh, costumes and everything, but also Bibbs has a one one. Yeah. Brianna and Stacy, they really were oh amazing things. You know. Do we need to talk? Can we talk about for a second? You know, you know the Poison Ivy Harlequin, really yes. great. Oh. Those are my favorite ones. Yeah, and so she came oh in on like a drone and everything. Yeah, she was carried. <laughs> Everyone wore masks. Yeah. Um, I, I think one of the also one of the true criminals though is was Loki was probably Mike. You know, walking oh, around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know. Mm. <laughs> can, can you uh, can you dip an alibi for Mike? During <laughs> you know, um, yeah, when when the initial suspect's headquarters was broken into, I I don't. He said he was working that night, but mm, <laughs> I'm not sure now because he seemed to know a little bit too well about certain things that may or may not have transpired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'd be trusted. What's that like? Yeah, Mike does have like a. Mike is like low key, like popular with everyone. That is very true. I've never met anyone aside from myself, obviously, that looks at Mike and be like weenie, yeah. you know. So yeah. I guess uh, I'm a lone wolf in that case overall. Okay, so uh, you know, while we still have some time, uh, again. Was that we're going to go ahead and go around. Uh, I do want to want to uh, talk about, you know, what we're doing and all that good stuff. Janine, I know you just, did you just film an episode, record an episode, or did you just post an episode how um, uh, Morgan has not see it really wrapping up the Twilight franchise? Yes, we posted that today. Uh, we've been talking all the Twilight movies. Morgan had never seen them. So oh. yeah, we finished the last one today. So is he a Twihard or did he really fall prey to everyone's negative uh, reactions to those movies? So check it oh, out. I guess. <laughs> On I the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. Yes. What do you think is the, the, the best uh, film from the Twilight franchise? Hey. Well, one that's great. Um, I, very, 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 very. I think Eclipse is the best one, but I think mm -hmm. Breaking Dawn has the best sequence, has the best moment. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I can definitely, I definitely agree with you for sure on that. I was like, Bethany, are you a Twilight, Twihard fan? Oh, I used to be like, in it the books the movies yes. i i loved it um you know new moon was a little <laughs> depressing but yeah. I, I think that clips was probably my favorite book and my favorite of the movies as well um, i still read midnight so. sun but uh i feel like my like inner teenage girl wants me to go read midnight sun so it's it's on my list of things to do <laughs> sadly yeah. but true yeah, and guys, uh, Jake did post all that good stuff. If you're kind of curious, uh, obviously Janine has a lot of really amazing stuff going on. You know, the G9, uh, you know, G9 design, obviously. It's wonderful podcast. is really great. It's, uh, I, I believe it's uh, available everywhere. Spotify, yeah, Apple Podcasts, mm -hmm. everywhere. All yes. that good stuff. So definitely check it out. It's also in the description box below. Um, but where else can, uh, you know, we find you? Uh, you can find me at Janine Devine on Twitter and Instagram. And the It's a Wonderful Podcast, we also have a Patreon. Uh, it's Wonderful One on Patreon.com. We have some fun tiers. Uh, actually, one of our patrons picked the Twilight Saga. So I did not put it on him. Uh, PLT, <laughs> our patron chose that. They wanted to put that on Morgan. So no, uh, yeah, 
yeah, you get monthly artwork. Uh, we do fun Sunday live streams with our patrons. You can vote in polls for extra content. Um, Morgan, he actually works with a really cool UK football team because he's in the UK. Uh, so you get a little insight on that. He designs the programs, takes pictures and all kinds of stuff. So you get to know us a little bit and yeah, it's really fun. So come hang out with us at the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. I know uh, Lucas, uh, uh, he was like, he was a he patron for a very long time. And it was like, he always like really liked getting the, the monthly, uh, like, like cards, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the monthly cards. And he was like, they're all lined up on his desk, nice framed and everything. They're so cool. Really cool. And uh, overall, Mike, I gotta ask you a really tough question. Mm. Are you team Edward? Or team. <laughs> I really have I can't no even say this with a straight face. No. Like, no. no. I can't even continue I that. <laughs> okay, you know what? Look, okay, look, you tried. Okay, you okay. tried. I, I, I couldn't even, I, I even consider looking at his face. Okay, what's your favorite um, vampire movie? He only uh, watches any vampire movie. Oh, no, I actually, actually have an answer for that. Uh, they, um, <laughs> Shadow of the Vampire, The Making of Nosferatu, Willem Dafoe. I love that oh, movie. That was a wonderful good. It's creepy AF, and I love it. Really creepy. John Malkovich is awesome in that, too. <sighs> I didn't know like, you'd seen another movie that wasn't called Mortal Kombat in your life. <laughs> Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, you made me watch that one, too. It was not good. It's so bad. It's so bad. So creepy. What's so the, creepy, like uh, Mar Martin Sheen as Aro in The Twilight, where he's like, ah. oh my gosh. I was like, that is just so weird. He committed. I appreciate the yeah. I, I know. I'm just like, you know what? You you went there. And I, 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 I respect that. I really, really do. Okay, guys. You guys do have 60 seconds left to go vote and let us know your opinions. Just want to let you know. And if you don't, that sucks, but we need uh, we need to get these votes in real quick. Okay. All right. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. I am just collecting some data, all that good stuff right now. Um. Yeah. Some over to the chat. I want to know who is some of like some of your favorite vampire, you know, vampire movies, characters, all that good stuff. I had I rewatched Interview with a Vampire for the first time in a very very long time. So probably since like high school since I've seen it and I like enjoyed it so much more than I remember and I'm like it's just delightful and Tom Cruise why didn't he go weird I would love to see him like pull a Nick Cage and just get weird in some of his movies but he's like nah bro I want to do like mainstream action and shit you know whatever I guess that's cool too whatever. I mean he went weird just in his personal life not in the movies unfortunately that's a whole conversation you know who directed 30 days of night the same person who directed eclipse so there you Bill go Condon David no. Slade <laughs> ah oh man wait Condon and the break what did he do yeah. oh he did yeah you're right. he did the last two yeah yeah that's what I'm thinking of I only remember Bill Condon um, as like the guy that did the live action um, uh, Beauty and the Beast. I think yeah. he did that one. Yeah, I associate him with that more. Recently, gay moment, which was not really that much of a hype. moment. <laughs> so no. much hype, and it was yeah. a yeah, it was a look. 
And now we're getting a uh, now we're getting a Lion King two with yeah. a brand Ready new director. Is it going to be an origin story? I haven't heard any details about it, but it's going to be from the same director that did If Beale Street Could Could Talk. I like the director. Yeah, Barry Jenkins. So mm -hmm. that makes me so much more curious. Mufasa origin story, Jake says. A Mufasa origin story? Is James Lord Jones coming back? If so, then maybe I'm into it. I want to start origin story. I Am I actually? Do I want to see this movie? Maybe. All right, guys, that is it. You guys, uh, we're out of time, so we are going to be finding out the winner. And as we know, we kind of mentioned earlier, the winner of the first question was, "What competitor should Stan start recruiting to the faction next season?" The winner being Mike, choosing, you know, the spider, Robert Parker. Now, <laughs> on to the second question, being after Ethan Irwin. Who should the second pick for Sam's core trio of retained players? Who should be the second pick? You know, is it going to be Andrew Guy or is it going to be Molly Damon? And this was a question which both our manager, not managers, sorry, both our like both our of our judges, Janine and our ghost judge, they disagreed on. So it was up to you guys to as the in the chat to determine uh, to let us know through the vote. So like I said, those those votes are important. And the winner of that one was Molly Damon, meaning both one and one. So both Mike and Bethany have won a question. Oh man. Come on, dance mom. Did I misread? Did I misread something in the chat? Jake, did I read misread something in the chat? Oh no, my point's been taken away. <laughs> I don't know. Did I misread something in the chat? Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, right. Oh, sorry. I didn't scroll up to the correct amount. Surprise. I didn't scroll up. <laughs> Crazy. And for the third and final question being, a crime has been committed at the usual suspects headquarters. Who is the culprit? The winner being... Bethany Curl, meaning the winner of tonight's episode is Miss Bethany, Miss <laughs> Baby Mama Yoda Mama herself. Woo! Baby Yoda Mama. I'd like I to thank. I'd like Obviously, to thank Sam Levine as a dance mom right for now. that victory. It's 100% that Juicy Couture mm -hmm. jumpsuit visual that got me that W, and I'm a okay with that. <laughs> I believe yeah. Jake. Hey, but you got a point this time, Mike. So you did better than last time. Yes. We're proud of you. <laughs> Remember when Jake was the first person eliminated in the last general standing? Hey, be nice. <laughs> One, that's very rude. Um, but you guys, okay. Uh, so we now that we have our winner, congratulations, Bethany. I'm not surprised for you, Mike, but whatever. <laughs> we are going to be bringing on our ghost judge. And uh, let me see if I can bring them on. Let's see if they're available. Ghost judge. Let's see if they... <gasps> I can't see who it is. Rachel, how did you get it? Tell me about like the third question. Like, obviously, we can't see you, but did you like bust a gut with the third question? <laughs> Pretty much. I was, I'm kind of glad I wasn't on camera because I was absolutely dying. And at both of you, 
I mean, ultimately, Bethany, I think you painted a more complete picture, even if it's about as polar opposite oh, no, from I my character as you can get. <laughs> Mike, you, I, I can now picture Ken sneaking into our home, moving rugs and turning the clock back five minutes. Like, that that wow. image is stuck there now. That was very difficult, um, but I guess uh, Sam and I and Bonnie and Clyde was also quite um, a, an image that I will can't wait to tell them. Can you, can we please get uh, you in like for a Halloween costume doing the, the being the cool mom from Mean Girls? Can we make that happen? Uh, I want like, to have, have a recorder handy. Yeah, uh, I'll find a sweatshirt for you. I think you would never actually do these things. Okay, it just it did it. It was a good story. It was. Wonderful visuals. Okay, well, I mean, overall, Ghost Judge. Um, you know, obviously, we've had Janine on screen with us. You know, for for this episode, and you were the ghost was hanging out in the background. You know, what were some of the you know what were some of the like uh, you know really big points that really kind of swayed you in today's debate that really pressed you as far as uh, Bethany's arguments? Um, well, Bethany, you know, the, the, the final question, you, you just painted a picture from start to finish and <laughs> I, I, I applaud you for thinking that one through, um, all the way. Um, your, the second, uh, question was the one Janine and I came down on two sides of, but it was super, super close. I do think that, um, Bethany, if you had mentioned the fact that guy doesn't want to play in singles next year, that would have been the solidifying argument because, you know, then it's he's not as attractive of a player for points for factions. It was one of the mm -hmm. things that I was thinking about. But um, but you really uh, hit the nail on the head when you talked about Molly being the new ace because ace proved that anybody can do that in that tournament and Molly could yeah. absolutely devastate next year. Um, and then the first question, both really good picks, but Mike, I think you hit the nail on the head in in a very honest way, like the suspects needs an IG player and they need an IG player who is super motivated because he didn't quite live up to the hype this year. Think Kevin and don't tell Peter, you know that yeah. Parker's coming next year really strong. So that was what won that argument for me. Mm -hmm. Overall, okay, Janine, do you think, uh, what do you think of Bethany's a win today? I mean, do you feel like the right person won? Do you feel like hearing all these, like these wins today, do you think uh, overall, like the best arguments were made by Bethany pretty consistently. Yeah, I think Bethany did a little bit of a better job kind of combating the things that Mike was saying, whereas Mike kind of focused on his point and didn't really combat Bethany's points as much. Uh, mm -hmm. So definitely great arguments made by both. The last question was so much fun. I loved the Ken choice and, uh, you know, the ham sandwich and walking around. Like I could totally picture all of that. And it was hilarious. So I lo absolutely loved the Ken choice so much. Um, but mm -hmm. I think Bethany just stronger kind of uh, hitting both sides of the arguments uh, for sure. So good job, both of you guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Something that I, was, I thought was kind of interesting to say that being argued in the third question is that, you know, it's like menacing and sinister, the idea of like having like a real aggressive heel turn between you, Rachel, and uh, and Sam, Have if that were to potential happen as a dance moth situation. <laughs> Somehow that seemed less realistic. <laughs> <laughs> to Ken, <laughs> like just casually walk around and moving stuff. <laughs> and like, I could, like, I felt like it, it felt actually like something like he would legit do. Yes. Yeah, so competitors and make so, matches. Like, and yeah. <laughs> like, like, 
like I know like visual like I'm hearing these debates and I'm like 100% you know like this you know they definitely uh, you know but they made some solid arguments but something about that ham sandwich <laughs> really I'm like you know what this that, that felt too real to me <laughs> that that visual I was like I feel like I've seen this before honestly overall so uh that you you would have had my vote there personally Okay, we are going to be wrapping it up here tonight. Thank you so much to Janine. Thank you so much to Rachel. Thank you to everyone over in the chat that's uh, been hanging out with us tonight. Bethany, Mike, uh, thanks for hanging out with us again. And um, and I, we're going to go ahead and do some quick plugs, you know, obviously, uh, real quick before we head out. So, Bethany, where can we find you and your beautiful face? uh b11 curl on instagram if you want to see lots of star wars disney stuff and then um you can find me just my name on facebook um i'm in a lots of different schmo down pages so um i'm the one who made the ears so if you remember those infamous disney ears um you've probably seen me on schmo down pages before <laughs> i remember those ears in new york they were cute ears mm -hmm. that's pretty dangerous all right mike did you uh finish your whiskey Oh, yeah. I'm on beer now. Sorry. Like I, I, I dig it. I respect that. I respect that. Uh, and uh, where can we find you? Uh, I'm on all the social networks. You know, MDK82 is where you'll find me on Facebook. But uh, I can tell you, I just got confirmation on this tomorrow night, uh, midnight, video chronic quiz aj lancaster versus myself in a mortal combat quiz. Oh, Oh, yeah, oh, oh, I, might, I might have to sneak in on that one. Dude, that's going to be a great one. <laughs> Usually that's too late for me, honestly, but I don't want to be in it, but I love watching people do it. Oh my gosh, it's, it's a favorite. It's a real favorite. More yes. Yeah, there's a lot of love for uh, both our competitors today and and uh, a lot of congratulatory messages down here as well. Thanks to everyone that's uh, been hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. And uh, Rachel, where can we see you, your beautiful face and whatever it is that you are working on? Oh, Twitter, Instagram at Rachel J. Cushing. You all know I'm the new co-host. I'm uh, backstage with Ben Bateman trying to keep him in line these days and um, also working on a bunch of um, Game of Thrones stuff with the one and only Ken Knapsack, who is sneaking into my room. And in my room. So you can catch uh, Castle Talk on all your, you know, podcast and YouTube uh, channels. And we're going through the entire series episode by episode. I'm co-hosting on a bunch of those and it's a lot of fun to revisit. I bet you are ecstatic that they just started uh, picking up a production for in New Zealand for the LOTR show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember there is still that in general, but that in particular. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I remember like, I remember like uh, reading that story and I was like, my first thought was like, I bet Rachel is psyched. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal for sure. It's going to be, I can't wait for that show to happen. All right, uh, guys, please like, and subscribe to this video. We really appreciate it. Please leave us a comment. We would really love those as well. And I just want to let you know about some upcoming stuff we have here going on with call to action. I'm just going to see if I can pull it up here real quickly. And, um, uh, Maybe you'll see some familiar faces. Just uh, check this out.
Yeah, you saw it there, oh, guys. Surprise! Yeah, Rachel and uh, you know Rachel and Sam. They're going to be coming up on, I believe, this Sunday. I want to say, mm -hmm. is that right? Yes, is this going to be this Sunday at yeah. uh, like yeah, eight fifteen, eight thirty Pacific, ten thirty Central. That's usually what it is, I believe. But yeah, so definitely stop and hang out, and please, you know, check out. We have a bunch of stuff here at C Two A. We're trying to work on and improve on. We're also available everywhere audio podcasts are found: Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere. So definitely uh, check us out there, guys. You guys, everyone, stay safe, wear a mask, and just keep watching movies and be happy. It's a tough world out there, and we need to support each other. All right, have a great day. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>